When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. future we're talking real money i want to start by saying that uh i am not a big believer in magical thinking i don't believe in magic i mean magic tricks are fun but i don't believe there's real magic in the world i tend to lean more towards scientific processes and facts and figures and data and you know crazy little things like that So that's why I don't put a lot of stock in anecdotes, and I tend to have greater trust, but not absolute trust, in academic research. And because of that, I think it's important that all of us realize that we stop thinking magically, and we realize that we are in a time in our lives that is as all times are, unique. But this one is going to stay uniquely unique, possibly for quite some time. This summer, COVID is not going to go away for good. It's just not going to happen. It's a virus. It'll stick around. And we're nowhere near reaching herd immunity. And it turns out that this thing is a pretty nasty little bugger. I've got a brother in the hospital right now with lung blood clots. Thanks to the coronavirus. I've had multiple family members seriously ill. Thank God I haven't had any die, although a friend lost a a husband. This is serious stuff. Now, instead of cowering in fear, which I think is a terrible idea, I do believe we have to deal with it as best we can. And that calls for us to continue to be what has made human beings so special for so long. Be creative and be smart. And do the things you need to do. I now find myself... On those few occasions when I go out, like I went into a doctor, I went to a doctor's appointment today to get blood work done. And what did I do? I don't like it, but what did I do? I wore a mask. It's not a lot to ask. And boy, there are a lot of cloth masks available right now. I see them all over online. My wife likes clothes from Johnny Was. W-A-S. I was my running joke is Johnny was what? Uh, and I know that's a stupid joke, but hey, they make gorgeous dresses. She looks good in them and they made masks. So she bought some Johnny was masks. So, you know, there's math. There are masks out there and they can be semi attractive. Just get over it. Let's do stuff. Let's do as much business as we can do, but let's do it safely. And let's not be stupid for a while. 
there's not going to be a vaccine in the next few months. Just get over that magical thinking. These things take a long time. Do you want to take do you want to actually have a virus injected into you that hasn't been tested perfectly and properly or as well as we can? Uh, I don't. So we need to take a deep breath and get on with it. Not panic, not do stupid things, but continue to do what we need to do to make a living. And that may mean doing things you never wanted to do. I mean, I heard recently that uh, most of the households in America, the vast majority, are now signed up for some sort of food delivery service. Wow, that's pretty cool. You know, that must mean there are jobs. They're not great jobs, but they're probably jobs. And there will be things you can do. If you own a business, there are ways you can get through this. Not in a way you like, necessarily. But you probably can. I mean, the only ones, that, theaters, it's tough. Any place where you cram a lot of people in a small space and you really can't do it any other way may have a problem. I mean, I'm not, I'm a big fan of football, but... There's no way I'm going to go to a football game this fall. I can watch them on television. It's okay if the stands are empty and the players can be protected. And they know they have dangerous jobs anyway. So I just wanted to talk about dealing with it. This is the new normal. We need to get used to it. And, and it appears the markets are. They're sort of pricing in the current problems. They were priced in, I think, in March for the most part. And now... The market's looking forward to things not getting back to the old normal, but some sort of a new normal. And we'll find a new normal. We always have, after every crisis. So that's all I ask right now. Just accept. Accept what you can't change and do the best. Uh, so enough of that. Um, let's do some questions, shall we? I've got a bunch of them. I've got uh, some phone-in questions that came in to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, which is now working properly again. And they've also been sent in to TalkingRealMoney.com using the contact form. So we'll get a couple of each in today's episode. And let's start with a phone call. Hi, Don and Tom. Long-time listener. Love your show. Try never to miss it. Just have a question. I all my accounts are held with the uh, Schwab. Uh, some of the accounts, I, I just don't understand their answer for what is a bank sweep. Some of the accounts have different percentages of bank sweeps. I have an IRA that they take one percent out of and put into Schwab Bank, I guess. Another one, Small Roth, they take five percent as a bank sweep. Uh, another designated beneficiary plan, they take 1%. And then another inherited IRA that I have, they take 3% as a bank sweep. I'm either not understanding what I've asked or what is, what's the benefit to either them or me. I just don't understand their explanation for a bank sweep. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, Schwab does love their sweep. This is how the discount brokerage firms are getting away with no commissions this is how they do it it's the sweep accounts because in the sweep accounts they pay almost nothing they a tiny fraction of one percent and they make a lot 
because they can lend that money back out at much higher rates. Great spread there. It's a huge, huge profit center for them. So while many companies require a sweep of a certain amount to keep your fees down, you can, it requires a little bit of work on your part, you can help yourself a little bit by setting up a higher yielding money market mutual fund account and then sweeping the sweep from the bank account into the money market account, the money market mutual fund, which will yield a bit more, a bit more. Uh, but every little bit helps. So it, it's the way that Schwab and the like make money. Everybody's got to make money somehow. And this is the way they do it through those sweep accounts. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I love it when you call in your questions. They're so much fun. And remember, tomorrow, Saturday, this is Friday when I record this, tomorrow we will be doing our show live on Como Radio in Seattle, and you have a standing invitation to call in and actually carry on a conversation during the course of the show at that same number at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And of course, you can also send your questions into TalkingRealMoney.com using the contact form. And that is where we're going with our next question. This one came in online. The, the topic is emergency funds. I have an emergency fund of about $50,000 just sitting in my bank account earning little or no interest. No kidding. Where would you suggest I move it to earn a little interest and still be liquid and accessible? Let's go to bankrate.com and take a peek at what's out there these days. These are the latest numbers, and they just don't look bad at all. You can get rates of between 1.5 and 1.7%. Now, I don't know what this bank is. I've never heard of them, but it's UFB Direct. They're paying 1.7% as long as you have a minimum deposit of ten grand. But if you want little or no minimum for the rest of you, uh, Capital One is doing 1.5%. CIT Bank is doing 1.4%. Um, let's see who else. VO Bank is doing 1.5%. Harris Bank is doing 1.65 with 5000 bucks. So there are interest rates out there to be had that are far better than you're going to get at your local bank, more than likely. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Another phone call awaits. Hi, Tom and Don. My name is Otis. I live in Illinois. Uh, I work for the city of Chicago. I've been looking at our pension uh, funds information. I just have a bit of information, a question. Uh, I'd like to know on the hedge funds, uh, they talk about the benchmark and, you know, whether or not the hedge fund is beating the benchmark. Uh, how do you find the benchmark and who makes up the benchmark? Uh, so I, just so I can compare, uh, I can't find any information on these things on, on Morningstar. So, I just want to know, how can you look up the different funds? Uh, I've been typing them into the, the little box on Morningstar, and nothing ever comes up. There's probably a, something different about them. Okay, thank you. Oh, Otis, hedge funds. Doesn't surprise me they use them, don't like them. And the benchmark, 
there are a couple of of benchmarks of indexes, but you're going to have a very, very hard time getting any good public information on hedge funds. You're not going to be able to punch them in at Morningstar and look them up because they're not publicly accessible. They're not publicly traded. They're very private, and they're very private with their information. But they do often share it. And one of the bigger indexes is from Barclays Bank. It's the Barclays Hedge Fund Index, and that is a published index. So you can look at that. But when you look at these indexes, you're going to see that hedge funds in any kind of an account are generally pretty stupid. Their returns have been terrible, and they don't do what they claim to be able to do, although hedge funds are performing better now than they did during all the good markets. But that doesn't help much, does it, considering the fact that stock markets tend to rise a lot more than they fall. They have to. It's sort of a law of financial physics. If they fell more than they rose, they'd eventually go to zero. So... I, I'm just not a big believer in hedge funds, and I'm sorry if they have them in your account, but I wouldn't worry too much about it because there's probably nothing you can do about it. But thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. And let's take one more online question. Uh, magic formula investing. Speaking of magical thinking. Hi, Don and Tom. I am a newer listener, so you may have addressed this topic before. No. I've been doing a lot of reading about investing over the last 10 years, and many years ago, I switched from mutual funds, he means managed, to index funds with Vanguard. I generally follow the Bogleheads three-fund portfolio with a slight tilt towards small-cap stocks based on influence from who else? Paul Merriman. Some resources I have read have mentioned Joel Greenblatt's book. Joel, the little book that beats the market and his magic formula investing.com website. Is there any validity to the process and the results discussed by Mr. Greenblatt or is it just another, I can beat the market gimmick. I lean toward the latter. However, it's always a bud, isn't there? There is validity to the process because what Joel Greenblatt proposes is that you screen your stock picks for value. Well, there's a good idea. Yes, because undervalued stocks have, over many years, tended to slightly outperform the growth-oriented earnings growth stocks. I mean, there's some, some validity to that. You're buying undervalued assets, and that's what he proposes you do. However, following his advice is no better than following anybody else's. And remember, the results these guys give. You know, I had this argument with Value Line for many years, many, many, many years. The Value Line survey would say, look at this. We've beaten the market by such and such and so and so with our picks. Yeah. If you look at the day, the second you published them, you did. However... Within minutes of you publishing those results, people are buying the stock like crazy. And that what does that do when people, a lot of people buy the stock? Pushes the price up. So real people didn't see those kinds of returns. And that was borne out when Value Line decided to get into the mutual fund business and have a Value Line mutual fund that followed their own advice. And lo and behold, because they had to buy with the rest of the world and buy in large quantities and deal with the real market, the fund underperformed 
just buying and holding indexes. <sighs> Mr. Greenblatt also fell into the same trap and he started the Gotham funds. The publicly available fund, they have a total return fund that's available to the public. It is nothing to get excited about. Huge expense ratio, 1.7% per year. And what that does, see, real world, what that does is that eats their returns, and so they underperform the cheaper indexes. So you might as well just buy a Vanguard, as you're doing, value index, and you're going to get value. You're going to get the same thing he's doing, but you're going to get it at a fraction of the price, and you're going to get it with a lot less work, and you're going to get it as the market gets it. And if you follow his thing and then you're the, the last one in or maybe the third to the last or the 100th to the last, you're not going to get the best price, not going to get the price of the one at the beginning. And you see, unless you're the very first one, there's almost never an advantage because the market is, while not 100% efficient, the market is highly, highly efficient. And we, just the low regular people we are, we can't take advantage of those tiny, tiny little arbitrage moments. Those tiny inefficiencies. We just can't do it. That's why I say live with reality. Eliminate magical thinking. There's no magic in the world. No real magic. Yeah, you can make magical moments, I guess. Disney does it, but you got to live with reality. The reality is you're not going to beat the market. So don't try. Thanks for the note. And thank you for all of your questions. And please keep them coming. we got a whole weekend to get some new ones for next week. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also call the show tomorrow live starting at 3 p.m. Eastern or noon Pacific time. And what else? Oh, send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. And if you need some help, if you want some questions answered, my promise to you is that one of our terrific 100% fiduciary advisors at Vestry will help you with your questions if they're a little more complicated than what we can do on the air. All you have to do is give us a call at 800-386-3004. That's our office number. Or go online and set up an appointment at TalkingRealMoney.com. And there will be no high-pressure sales pitch. Promise. Swear. Cross my heart. Hope to die. All of that stuff. I'm leaving. <laughs> Friday's over. And uh, this is a this is the podcast for the day. Thanks for being a part of the, the podcast. Keep listening. Tell friends. Share it with everybody you know. Because the more in this business, truly, the merrier. Don't keep this for yourself. It doesn't do you any good. Take care. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. 
so, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.